Hi again, everybody. I'm Dan Horde, and thanks for downloading the Bengals Booth Podcast, the where everybody knows your name edition as we introduce you to five Bengals rookies, three draft picks, and two players who will try to make the team or the practice squad as undrafted free agents. The Bengals Booth Podcast is presented by Ultimate Bengals. Download Ultimate Bengals ahead of the 2022 season. It's free-to-play, next-level fantasy football with fantastic Bengals prizes. Get it now on the App Store and Google Play. And here's a quick reminder that you can have the latest edition of this podcast delivered right to your phone, tablet, or computer by subscribing, wherever you get your podcasts. It's the greatest thing since getting to play a small part in a Cincinnati Playhouse production. Several weeks ago, my friend Blake Robison, the artistic director of the Cincinnati Playhouse, asked me if I would be interested in lending my voice to one of their productions. It's called School Girls or the African Mean Girls Play, and I got to record the part of an American TV host. The show runs through May 22nd, so if you go, and a voice sounds familiar, now you know why. Okay, let's get to football. The Bengals opened the rookie minicamp on Friday morning, and I thought it would be fun to do a series of brief getting-to-know-you interviews with a cross-section of players. I talked to five of them for roughly five minutes each, and I'll play the interviews in no particular order. Up first, offensive lineman Cordell Volson, the fourth-round draft pick out of North Dakota State. He grew up playing nine-man football in high school. His hometown in North Dakota has a population of just 26. But the small-town kid is now a big man at 6'6", 315 pounds. Cordell, what have the last couple of weeks been like since you were drafted? It's been great. Um, you know, got got the uh, got got a team issued iPad and um, you know started to learn learn uh, the terminology and and what um, they're teaching here. Um, so that was awesome to apply that to my training and and what I was working on. And and you know, once once that call um, you know happened a couple Saturdays ago, it was, it was a, a great feeling. And I was I was ready to get to work. I couldn't get here hmm. soon enough. Did you take any time to celebrate, or were you applying yourself right away? Yeah, it was. Shoot, I Saturday the phone didn't stop ringing, so that was about the that was about the only little break I had, and then uh, went back went back to Fargo Sunday um, and just just got back to work, um, lifting weights and, and drill work and conditioning and, and getting ready for for um, next week. You're standing in front of your locker. You're wearing Bengals gear. You're out in the practice field today. Does it all seem real now? I guess you know I get asked that question a lot. Um, but you know, for me, it's it's uh, every day is just coming and, and competing and, and playing football. You know, because because I mean, yeah, it's at the highest level. The you're playing against the best players in the world. But um, you know, it's it's just football. Um, you know, and, may, and that's I'm not trying to downplay the competition or the level or anything like that. But but you still have your your basic fundamentals and technique that uh, you know you need to continue to improve on. And you know, those those are what's going to put you in position to win chatting with Cordell Volson. There's been a lot of talk around here in the last year about a winning culture. Bengals obviously went to a Super Bowl. You won four national championships. You know about winning cultures, correct? Uh, I'd like to think so, <laughs> yes. yeah. What stands out about that? What allowed your teams in college to achieve that way? You know, I think, I think it's, just, it's just the culture. It's, um, you know, guys, 
um, buying into what we're trying to accomplish um, and just, you know, the biggest thing that I experienced at NDC was just the people. Um, you know, people cared about each other. It was always about putting the team first and, and uh, you know, that's, that's definitely what, what makes a, a winning culture. The Bengals have an opening at left guard. Do you go into training camp thinking my goal is to try to win that job? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think as a competitor, every every day you're showing up competing to win that job, and and you know you can't can't control what what happens in in four months, but you can control what happens today. So just just continuing every day to show up with the right right attitude and the right mindset to put yourself in position to you know reach those goals for sure. So this is the first time we're seeing each other face to face. You are a big, strong man. Were you always the biggest kid? Is this from the work you did in your family's uh, <laughs> shop? How, how did you grow to this size and, and strength? I was always kind of the, the biggest kid growing up, but um, you know, I was came out of high school and I was 250 pounds. So you know, I was I was skinny. Mm. Um, but um, you know, getting to NDSU and getting developed by by Coach Kramer, our strength coach there, he's. He does a phenomenal job, and, uh, you know, I think I've always been, you know, farm strong or whatever you call it, you know, but because um, growing up, I mean, in high school, I didn't have personal trainer or any of that stuff, but, um, you know, my brother and I would go and go and lift weights at our school, you know, just make our own regiment, and, I mean, we didn't know what we were doing, but we were just throwing some weight around, <laughs> but um, definitely, you know, growing up the way I grew up definitely helped me develop into, you know, who I am as, as far as work ethic and, and you know, strength-wise and, and just, just the mindset in itself. Were there tasks as a kid that, you know, built up strength in lieu of going to a, to a yeah. gym and lifting weights? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, shoot, it was it was everything. Um, you know, my old man, he would have a stack in railroad ties, um, you know, picking rocks. I mean, wh- whatever it was, you know, um, we're always we're always doing physical labor with our hands, you know, um, putting in pipe, um, you know, whatever it would be, you know, shoveling down in holes. I mean, what, whatever it was, you know, there was a lot of stuff that went into, uh, you know, me developing into who I am now. You were out on the practice field for about an hour with Frank Pollock. What were your impressions? Yeah, I the the sample size that I've had so far with Coach Pollock has been great. Um, you know, I love playing for him. Um, just just continue to build that relationship and continue to learn from him. He spent nearly a decade playing in the NFL. How much credibility does he gain in your eyes from that? Yeah, I think that uh, you know, shoot, he's like you said, he played in the NFL. Now he's an NFL coach. I mean, you know, he knows the position inside and out. Um, you know, sort of sort of play for someone like that that is that is going to put you in the in the right spots and and teach you the right things and and know what he's teaching based on his own personal experience it's it's huge you know I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to continuing to learn from him all right so you're here in Cincinnati now is there anything you are looking forward to seeing is there a restaurant that you're looking forward to trying anything stand out um, you know, I guess, honestly, I haven't really paid too much attention to that. Everyone talks about the Skyline Chili, um, but, um, you know, for the most part, I'm just looking forward to getting around the guys and, and playing ball. Congratulations on being drafted. That, in and of itself, is an extraordinary accomplishment. Welcome to Cincinnati. Thank you. Excited to be here. Up next, another offensive lineman, and this one has Cincinnati ties. Desmond Noel played offensive and defensive line under Tom Bolden at Coleraine High School before his college career took him to three different schools, Ohio University, Fort Scott Community College, and Florida Atlantic, where he played for the last three years. 
The Bengals attended his pro day and signed Desmond as an undrafted free agent after the draft. We're in the locker room with Desmond Noel. Of all the guys in the locker room this weekend, this might mean the most to you. Is that correct? I would, I would say so. I would say so. I'm blessed and grateful to be in this position to play for my own city. So definitely means a lot to me. Did I hear correctly that you sought out Bengal scouts at your pro day to express the desire to get a chance to play for Cincinnati? Yeah, definitely. I mean, my whole thought process before the pro day was to find a Bengal scout for sure. So I met up with Steven. Um, chopped it up with him. He liked me in my pro day, so and here we are. So, yeah. Steven Radicevic is that scout. How did you find out he was the Bengals guy? Was he wearing gear, yeah. or did you ask? No, he was wearing gear, and I approached him. I walked up to him. So, yeah, traded contact info, kept in touch with him. You know, he liked me, so, yeah. We're chatting with Desmond Noel. So tell me about growing up in Cincinnati, going to Coleraine. Were you a big Bengals fan your whole life? Yeah, I've always been a big Bengals fan, you know, um, throughout the whole history, you know, good, up and down, all that. I've always been a huge Bengals fan. Um, so, yeah, you, you got to stick with your team, you know, through the ups and downs. So and It's crazy, you know, like I've always thought, like, when I was growing up, I, you know, I have a legitimate shot going to the league, but, you know, it never really grasped me that it could be my own city. So it's pretty surreal, you know, and it's, it's just a huge blessing again. What was the Bengals Super Bowl run like for you as a fan last year? Absolutely crazy. <laughs> I mean, no, nobody could really believe it. We knew he had the talent. You know, we finally got there. I mean, it, it was just nuts. It was crazy, surreal, surreal. Are you going to be like a fanboy with, with Joe Burrow, or <laughs> is it okay to be teammate? Maybe at first. Maybe, maybe at first. But, yeah, I, hopefully I can uh, get a good relationship with him um, down the road. But yeah. So what's been the reaction like for family and friends when they learned that you were going to be signing with Cincinnati? Uh, I, I mean, I've been getting hit up from everybody. As soon as I got the call after the draft, uh, I got so much support from my city. Um, it's really all love, and I'm really happy that it turned out like that. So. How about the opportunity here? Obviously, the Bengals have had a lot of turnover on the offensive line. Uh, what was your thought process in trying to sign with a team where you could have a chance to make the roster of the practice squad? Yeah, I mean, I just thought coming here was just, just a great opportunity all around. Like I said, I, I got the support. It's my own city. You know, there's opportunities uh, for death pieces on the line. Um, you know, I met with the coach, uh, Coach Pollock, a few times. You know, he's a great coach, uh, coaching you up technically, but also just on a personal level. Um, so I feel like it was just a great opportunity all around. Like, that's why I say I'm so blessed to, to be here. You were on the practice field with him for about an hour today. Did anything stand out about his coaching in that hour-long period? Uh, obviously very technical. Uh, you know, he, he breaks it down to a science almost, which is what I, what I really like, what I'm used to. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So have any of your fellow rookies realized that you're from Cincinnati and started to hit you up for advice? <laughs> Definitely. You know, I, I told them we got a group chat, and I said, you know, I, I'm from Cincinnati, so if anybody needs me to show them around, take them to the food spots, you know, I, I'll do that. You know, I'll show anybody around. So, yeah, it's, it's been really cool. What are, what are some of your go-tos? Where, where will you take guys? So I think the first place is definitely Skyline. We, we definitely got to get everybody to Skyline, see how they like it. You know, it might be hit or miss. We'll see. You know, I won't get offended, but, you know, so we'll, we'll go there first probably, get everybody there. All right, well, if you take a bunch of linemen, Skyline's going to be very happy because yeah. uh, they'll put it down. Uh, congratulations. This is great. Best of luck with the Bengals. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Before we get to our next rookie, we remind you that the Bengals Booth Podcast is presented by Ultimate Bengals, the free-to-play fantasy football game. 
This past season, Ultimate Bengals awarded a weekly winner during the course of the year with tickets, autographed merchandise, and money-can't-buy experiences all up for grabs. Find Ultimate Bengals in the App Store and Google Play. In the third round of this year's draft, the Bengals selected defensive lineman Zach Carter, who had eight sacks last year for the Florida Gators. The plan is to start him inside as a three technique, but the Bengals also think that Carter has the versatility to be an edge rusher. He's 6'4", 287, with a frame to possibly get even bigger. All right, you're in the locker room. You're in front of your locker. You just got off the field with your rookie teammates. Does it all feel real now? It feels real now. As real as it's going to get. Uh, you know, at first, when night I got drafted, you know, and it really kick in, yeah, I was telling my parents, I was like, it doesn't feel real yet. I was like, it'll feel real when I get there. And we got here yesterday, and as soon as I hit the field, it hit me. So, you know, it's real now. <laughs> what have the last few weeks been like? Last few weeks been hectic, man. I'll be honest. Like, you know, once you get that call, it's like everything changes forever. Uh, phone's been blowing up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everybody I couldn't respond to. It's like, it's like really excessive. But, you know, last few weeks after I've been, after I got drafted, I honestly, I just, I took a few days off and I got right back to work because I knew I was headed here soon. So, you know, it's been crazy, but it's calmed down now. I think all of your friends and family understand if you didn't get back to them right away because of uh, all that's taken place. Have you started studying the Bengals' defense at all? I have. They, uh, they sent us our iPads down, and I've actually I had the chance to look at it a little bit before I got up here. And then now that, I got, now that I'm here, uh, start watching film with Coach and learning deeper. Sounds like one of the things they like about you is that they think you can really be versatile. I guess that's kind of a theme for most of the rookies that they drafted, but do you consider that a strength? Most definitely. I take pride in that. Um, that's one thing my coach used to preach to me in college. Like He used to move me around, and they used to like to create mismatches with me across the line. And I was like, sometimes I used to be like, Coach, I just want to focus on one spot. And he like, just trust me, Zach. It's going to pay off in the long run. And it paid off. I love, I love being versatile wasn't a particularly hardcore workout out there this morning, but did anything stand out just from interacting with Coach Hobby for the first time? Yeah, Coach Hobby. Coach Hobby's a great, he's a great coach. I had the opportunity to play for him uh, coming out of high school. He was recruiting me hard uh, to Clemson, but I ended up going to Florida, so it's kind of, it came back all full circle. Like, now I'm back with him, so just being out there with him, he's a great guy, great coach. I know he's going to coach me hard. I want to be coached hard, so I'm excited. Did he remind you of that? Did he say, now I've got you? Yeah, he did. <laughs> he said something at the combine, actually. Like, when I had my formal my formal meeting with him, he was like, you never know. He, and they came and got me. So, you know. so Monday you'll be practicing with all of the guys. The veterans will be here, at least most of the veterans. Are you looking forward to, you know, seeing the guys that you've been watching on that iPad since being drafted? Most definitely. I look at it I look at it as a blessing and an opportunity to be able to learn from the vets. I'm going to try to soak up everything I know because, you know, I'm starting from the bottom again, basically. So, you know, I'm excited to learn from those guys. Anything about Cincinnati that you're eager to see, a restaurant that you've heard about, a destination, anything like that? Oh, man. I've been... <laughs> I tweeted the night I got drafted or the day after I tweeted something about, you know, like top five food places in Cincinnati. And I got a lot of comments. You know, obviously everybody was saying Skyline. 
I don't know. I, some people saying don't go. Some people say stay away. Some people say it's amazing. So I guess I got to try it for myself and see. What do you think? Well, you definitely have to try it. It's a requirement of living in Cincinnati. But, you know, there are fine dining options as well that, that yeah. you'll want to try. I'm going to try it. But, yeah, I'm looking, for some, I'm looking for some more, you know, some more places. So I may explore, you know, I'll figure it out. Go to one of Jeff Ruby's steakhouses and order the Joe Burrow. The Joe Burrow? Yeah, the That's Joe amazing. Burrow. It's a steak. That's a it's steak. a steak item. Shout out to Joe. That's a big deal. He got a steak name. <laughs> That's a big deal. For real. But I actually DM the night I got drafted, I seen people uh mentioning Ruby. So I went on Twitter, I DM'd him. He got he got back to me ASAP. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go check him out soon. That's a savvy move on your part. Oh yeah. I'm trying to make it's all about life is all about connections. So, you know, I reached out trying to build build connections. Welcome to Cincinnati. Great to have you on the team. Appreciate it. Thank you. I suspect that Zach Carter is going to enjoy his first trip to one of Jeff Ruby's steakhouses. Up next, one of the three defensive backs selected in this year's draft, speedy safety Tyson Campbell, who ran a 4-3-6-40 at the Combine and was a three-time captain at the University of Toledo. You're in front of a Bengals locker in the locker room. You're out in the practice field earlier today. Does it all feel real now? No, yeah, it feels it feel, it feel extremely real. Just being out there with the guys. And at the end of the day, everybody's just normal people for real. everybody. We've been playing the game of football forever, so we're just doing it at the highest level now, which is pretty, pretty sweet. So it's just the same game, but just at a higher level. So it's, it's a blessing to be here for real. Describe the last two weeks. Man. So after I got the call, it was just like a more surreal feeling. And we celebrated with my family and friends. And then me and my friend, Sam Womack, he, he got drafted to, um, we played at Toledo too. He got drafted to the 49ers. So I mean, we've been roommates our whole life, so our whole career at Toledo. So once we got the call and got drafted, we celebrated together. And we got right back to work. And then we were working out and just working and training every day since then. And, and now I'm here. <laughs> we're chatting with Tyson Anderson. I saw some footage on the Internet of the – post-draft celebration it looked like a block party celebrating this accomplishment yeah no it was it was that was all my all my family and friends some church members some little league coaches uh, my cousins that I all grew up with my aunts and uncles was all there my sister her friends was all there so it was all family and friends so have you started looking at the Bengals' defense? I know they sent rookies' iPads with footage on it. Did you go right to work trying to uh, learn some of the nuances? Yeah, for sure. Me and Coach Coach Rob, safety's coach, we didn't we didn't met a, met met and then um, just kind of just getting the, the foundation of the defense and slowly start to just build off of that foundation that we set. Dax Hill is to your right, mm-hmm. and I think I'm sitting in Cam Taylor Britt's chair here in the, in the locker room have you guys started to bond the three rookie defensive backs that were selected this year no yeah we for sure starting to bond me and Dax we've been joking around listening to music and just kind of just getting to know each other the last couple of days short couple of days we done been here so yeah we for sure done started to bond and kind of get to know each other and get a feel for each other after you guys were drafted and we started reading about you and learning about you the thing that stands out to me is just the, the versatility it seems like all three of you guys could play about three or four positions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And uh, for all of us, we all play corner. We all can play nickel. We all can play safety. So, I mean, that just gives our the defensive coaches more tools to work with in their little toolbox. So we just want to add on to the great defense, the great championship defense that they already got here and just continue to just add value to ourselves, for real. 
in the AFC right now. In addition to Joe Burrow, you've got Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson. The list goes on and on and on. Are defensive backs like you guys what's required in this day and age? You know, I mean, you got to be able to, first, you got to be able to run. You got to be able to move sideline to sideline fast. You got to be able to be versatile. You got to be able to guard tight ends. You got to be able to guard running backs. You got to be able to guard slot receivers because when you're playing a game of spread, spread, so the ball will get thrown around everywhere and you got to be able to tackle. So, I mean, that's pretty much what we got to do. We got to be able to guard multiple positions, whether that's a big tight end or a 5'10 shifty receiver. We got to be able to do it all. So, that's kind of what the game's revolved around and turned into. You'll be practicing with the vets next week. Mm-hmm. What are you looking forward to about that? Uh, just learning from them. For I'm just big on just kind of adding tools to my toolbox. And I know they, some of them been in the NFL for five years, three years, seven years. So just getting some knowledge from them and just trying to add stuff to my, my little tool of tricks. All right, you told us on draft night, growing up in Toledo, you were a Steelers guy. Has it started to change? No, it already changed, and we see them week one, so it's going to be like a movie for real. Yeah, when you saw that schedule come out, home game against Pittsburgh in week one, what was your reaction? Uh, I was just kind of laughing for real. My friends just sent in the group message like, dang, bro, you've been cheering for the Steelers your whole life, and now, because we all, some of my friends, Browns fans, some of them Ravens fans, so we all grew up like just talking junk to each other, but now I'm a Bengal, so that's all out the window now. So that's the one. Of, that's the, the main thing that I remember. Just my friends just talking junk. Now that I'm about to play the team I grew up rooting for my whole life. Five primetime games, three more games that start in that big 4:25 in the afternoon window with huge TV audiences. How exciting was that when you saw the schedule come out? No, it was exciting. But at the end of the day, I'm just whatever the time the game started. No matter. It's all about the how you prepare from Monday to Sunday. How you prepare from Sunday to Sunday. So. No, don't, the game time don't really matter to me. It's just all about how you prepare to, to lead up to the game for real. Toledo's only a few hours away. Have you spent much time in Cincinnati before? Uh, no, I've been to Cincinnati one other time just to celebrate New Year's with my friends, and that's the only time I've been here. So like, I, I drove through because i got family in Louisville, Kentucky, so we drive through all the time. I pass the stadium, but it's my first time being this close to the stadium, obviously. So that's about the time I've spent in Cincinnati. When you drove by it on the bridge looking to the left in the past, did you think, man, I'd like to play in that place someday? I for sure thought it, but I didn't never, never know my hard work, would, hard work would lead me to where I'm at for real. So this is living out a dream for real. Is there anything about Cincinnati, restaurant, someplace to sightsee that you're looking forward to now that you're here? Uh, just so far when I was coming in the Cincinnati Zoo, I know the Toledo Zoo, we got a real nice zoo, and I like our zoo, so I want to see how it compared to to the Toledo Zoo. I've been to, to the Toledo Zoo. You like do it. have a hell of a zoo. Yeah, it's great. It's for sure great. We got, uh, yeah, I ain't never been to no other zoo, but they say our zoo is one of the best in the world, and I'm going to compare it, so we go see. I used to be a minor league baseball announcer. I've done many Toledo Mudhead games in the past, but mm-hmm. the Toledo Zoo, you're right, outstanding, and Cincinnati does have a very good one. Okay, we go see. I'm going to be there soon. Tyson, welcome to Cincinnati. Congratulations, and we look forward to seeing you play. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. My fifth and final conversation is with the winner of the Patrick Manley Award last year. What's the Patrick Manley Award, you say? It goes to the best long snapper in college football. Cal Adamitis was the long snapper at Pitt for the last five seasons and was the only long snapper invited to the Senior Bowl. Clark Harris has been the Bengals' long snapper for 13 years and has never had an unplayable snap. But he'll turn 38 in July 
and Adam Midas will compete for the job in training camp. Cal, welcome to Cincinnati and the rookie minicamp. How real does it seem now that you're in an NFL locker room and you're out there practicing with your fellow rookies today? Yeah, definitely uh, felt a lot more real today. It was good to get out there and actually start snapping some balls and put on a jersey and, you know, lace the spikes up and get to work a little bit. You know, Coach Simmons is definitely seems like the best in the business, so I'm already learning a ton and just really excited to be out there getting to work. What have you heard about him? Because obviously here in Cincinnati, we regard him as arguably the best special teams coordinator in the NFL. But did you hear that in the pre-draft process? Absolutely. You know, that's something. It seems like the special teams coordinators in the NFL, it's a pretty tight-knit community for the most part. And, and uh, you know, across the board and, you know, my agent as well. Everyone knew Coach Simmons and, and knew what he was about and, and definitely knew that he's a great guy to play for and uh, a guy that I'm just going to learn a ton from. Um, so it was uh, definitely something I was aware of throughout the process. We're chatting with long snapper Cal Adamitis. Based on everything I read, you were considered the top long snapper in the draft class this year. You were invited to the Senior Bowl. Did you expect to get drafted? You know, I was uh, definitely hoping to. Every kid dreams of hearing their name called. But, uh, you know, and going into college, I was a walk-on. So um, I'm, you know, the uh, undrafted free agent that's the NFL equivalent of a, you know, uh, preferred walk-on so it worked once the first time so I'm hoping it works again this time and you know it did work out great because um, it did give me the opportunity uh, after the draft finished up to really look at my top options and see you know where's going to be the best fit for me and it was just a gut feeling about Cincinnati you know that was a talk I had with my agent as well um, there were other good options but I just I had a gut feeling and I, I knew coach Simmons was the best so I, I wanted to be a part of it elaborate on the gut feeling obviously Clark has been very successful and has been here for a long time but he is getting up there in years absolutely I mean he's he's absolutely one of the best guys in the NFL if not the best you can just see from his his resume um so that's why it's great you know as a young snapper obviously I want to win that position I'm going to compete with him every day but you know to play with a guy like that I'm going to learn so much and you know, without a doubt, I'm going to improve, you know, tenfold by the time camp comes around and by the time camp is over even more so. Um, so it's just a great opportunity to play with a guy like that. And then also just the culture that seems is being built here in, in Cincinnati is just exciting because at Pitt, you know, we uh, we I feel like I took place in building a culture there of winning and, you know, seeing this opportunity to come and be a part of something special here as well with a young explosive team just was a great opportunity. Darren told me he recruited you hard. Did, you, did it feel like uh, that was the case? You know, I definitely got to spend a lot of time with him, which was something that really helped draw me here as well because when it came to the other teams I was talking to, he was the one coordinator that I'd spoken to, you know, in person and to him specifically, not just, you know, assistants and whatnot consistently throughout the process. And, um, you know, the, the recruiting part of it's over now. Now, mm -hmm. you know, now I work for him and I hope to, you know, put food on his table. But uh, it's an exciting thing to be a part of. How did you become a long snapper? Yeah, so I, uh, I was a tight end fullback in high school, and then my senior year had a couple injuries. Um, I was being recruited as a you know, D1AA, maybe D2 tight end type of guy. Um, and then after a few injuries, that kind of shut down that process. Pitt had given me a preferred walk-on to, uh, to snap there and kind of ran with that. And, uh, yeah, that was really – and then give my dad credit. He was the one who first way back – you know, probably junior year of high school said, hey, you should learn to snap. This is something they're starting to put guys on scholarship to do. So give my dad credit for that. But uh, also my tight end dreams getting shut down was a, another factor. <laughs> <laughs> so you are sporting a, a relatively uh, short hairdo these days. I've seen pictures from your pit days. And I understand that when you had long hair, 
you used it for a good cause. Can you explain what that was all about? Absolutely. So with some of the you know name, image, likeness uh, rule changes in the NCAA, um, I was able to take part in a fundraiser called Cal's Kids, where we raised money for uh, the fight against pediatric cancer with Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. And um, basically just put it out there. Our, our media team at Pitt did a great campaign and just really got the word out there. And, and Children's Hospital is definitely something that people always rally behind um, in Pittsburgh, as I'm sure they do in, in Cincinnati as well. And, you know, it was great that we were having a, a great season as well, built the excitement around it. And um, it's crazy. A few games, there was like a $20,000 increase in donations just because we had a, a big win. So it was, give a lot of credit to my teammates for helping us win ball games. That definitely helped raise money for a good cause. So you cut it, yep, and that helped raise six figures. Yeah, so we uh, reached my goal of ninety-four thousand dollars, and after the season, uh, we cut my hair. But the final tally was uh, one hundred twenty-one thousand. So. If I had hair, I'd, I'd be happy to to give it for a similar cause. So, is there anything about Cincinnati? that you're looking forward to, to seeing, a restaurant that you've heard about, a destination, anything now that you're here? Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, I've definitely heard of Skyline Chili. I've heard of Grater's Ice Cream as well, so I need to definitely tr- try those both out. Um, but I also have a good friend uh, back who, I, who was a part of uh, my church in Pittsburgh who's from Cincy, and uh, he's definitely going to show me around town and, and uh, you know, help, help get me acquainted. So looking forward to spending some time with him and just getting to know all the guys here as well that are here for, you know, the summer and getting ready for the season. Cal, welcome to Cincinnati. Best of luck. Thank you. Who day? Cal's Who Day is the perfect way to wrap up this edition of the Bengals Booth Podcast, presented by Ultimate Bengals. Download Ultimate Bengals ahead of the 2022 season. It's free to play next level fantasy football with fantastic Bengals prizes. Get it now on the App Store and Google Play. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to this podcast. And if you have a minute, give it a rating or share a comment. That helps more Bengals fans find us. I'm Dan Horde, and thanks for listening to the Bengals Booth Podcast.